Hi there, you're listening to the Spirit Room Podcast with me, psychic medium and mentor, Melissa White. This show is for developing mediums, budding intuitives, and those who just find themselves curious about spirit and the afterlife. I'll share my experiences with you working with spirit as a professional medium for over a decade. I'll also interview people that I find brilliant and fascinating and provide you with some insight into how you can live this life to the fullest, knowing that there is so much more available to us than what meets the human eye. So I invite you to sit back, relax, enjoy, and let's just see what spirit has in store for us today. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Spirit Room Podcast. I'm Melissa White, and I have a special treat. I have a repeat guest. Her name is Beth Riley. She's a psychic medium. She is a friend of mine. She is also a student of mine, and she is my assistant. So she's here, and she so graciously agreed to come and chat with us again on the podcast. And I think it's been a year or so since maybe the last time. Yeah, I think it's been at least a year, maybe a year. Maybe more. more. Yeah. Yeah. So, so much has happened. So we wanted to give you guys a casual episode. So it's not necessarily too structured, uh, but we're just going to be chatting. So welcome, Beth. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. So let's, I think let's start, I always say the same thing. Let's start at the beginning. Um, How did you experience spirit or when did you first realize you were experiencing spirit so I've always known that I was connecting to something um I would say when I was a child I used to have what I thought were was an imaginary ghost friend Mm -hmm. I kind of her name was Sally and I thought of her kind of as like Casper the ghost but like in female form. Oh, cute. Um, Yeah. And so as I kind of grew up towards my teenage years, I used to love to go to metaphysical shops. That was like my favorite thing to do. And um, one time when I was buying a book, I was asking their staff, you know, like when you feel this kind of tingling sensation in the top of your head, like does that mean something? <laughs> and I just remember them saying to me, and they also worked as psychic mediums there. I remember them saying to me like, oh yeah, like that means that you're connecting to spirit. And I still didn't really know what they meant, but mm-hmm. um, they told me that someday I'd grow up and I'd help a lot of people. And I just thought that that sounded so cool, but I didn't know how. Oh, wow. So isn't that interesting how... At the time, because I remember being a teenager too and being super intrigued by the same thing. Like we had like one little shop in Maple Ridge maybe with metaphysical things and it being just like such a treat to go and just like be in that store. And just hearing that and then knowing now looking back, you can see that it was all there for you. Um, But at the time you, yeah, we we wouldn't have really known exactly what that meant. You wouldn't have been able to, I think um see this as your necessarily as your career yeah I think like one thing that was kind of cool is that they always had their bookshelves and just intuitively I would always go up and uh, run my hand like 
across the spines of the books, but not touching, just slightly mm-hmm. over and close my eyes. And whenever I felt a tingle, that's the book I would take home. Uh-huh. And so I was, che- and it always was completely what I needed to read or hear at that time. Um, so yeah, I think I've always connected a lot more than I thought I mm-hmm. was, but I thought mediums knew they were mediums. Like mm-hmm. from the start, I thought you would be seeing spirit everywhere. I thought you would be hearing things like, um, as if you were talking to someone on a telephone. So yes. I didn't think I was a medium. Yeah. I had the same experience of not realizing. Cause I thought if I really was the same thing that I would be seeing solid spirit people like in solid form all day every day everywhere and that they would be talking to me and telling me what to do all the time and that really isn't the experience so I think it's yeah it's interesting how that works so okay so from the beginning how did you I think we met because you got a reading is that yeah yeah my mom-in-law had heard about you and we both booked readings separately. Okay. And I was just amazed and so comforted at the information that came through. And I just thought, like, it was incredible. But then I kind of, like, I didn't forget about it. Mm-hmm. But I kind of went on with the rest of my life doing, like, quote, unquote, normal human things. Um, boring. <laughs> yeah, boring, normal human things. All right. And then until... I can't even remember how it must have been like a year or more later that I was in a car accident Mm -hmm. that changed my life. And then things kind of went from there. Right. And I do recall you were looking for development, a development class. Mm -hmm. And I literally was just like, well, why don't you just come to this advanced one? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. Like I can't. So I... I had been doing a lot of walks as part of my rehab, like in the earlier days of my accident. And I started listening to podcasts for the first time. And somehow I stumbled across yours. Right. And started listening to it. And I just thought, this is the best thing ever. And then there's one episode where you talk about how you found out you were a medium. Mm -hmm. And you joined this circle that you thought was just like a meditation class. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's so like, awesome. Like, I maybe I should try something like that. And then literally a week later, you were advertising a beginner's course. Mm -hmm. And then I contacted you to ask if I'd be a good fit. And you're like, yeah, you're like, oh, join the advanced class. (laughs) And I was like, I've never done this before. (laughs) What do you mean? It's so crazy, actually, to think about that, because it would have taken a lot of courage for you to just come to this weird class, like not knowing anybody really and and not knowing like what I was going to ask you to do. Yeah. And you asked, you asked us to do like, we, I remember you passed around a tea towel mm-hmm. and you asked us to bring through any like names, dates, like who this person's age, what, like all this stuff. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do with a tea towel? Like this, this is not going to end well, oh but God. I almost didn't care. Like I was just yeah. so fascinated and I expected not to get anything. Mm-hmm. So it was fine. Yeah. But I'm watching all these other ladies who have been working for a while and I'm like, wow, like this is, this is so cool. And I ended up, I did get information right off the bat. Yeah. So. I remember that. I, I don't remember the, the exercise specifically, but I do remember that the first class you got information. 
Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, oh, yeah, there's no problem. Like I, in my mind, had absolutely no worries about you coming to this class. And I think that it was kind of like you were really just thrown into it. Yeah. But, you know, it was a very, very short time between like that first class and then I think like full blown, like mediumistic development happening, like very, very quickly. So I think it was just yeah. the right timing for you. I think so. Which is similar to what happened to me. It was just like as soon as I started to consciously try to develop it all of a sudden it happened so quick yeah you know so I think it it is like when you're ready so what about okay with the accident I know that this is a catalyst for so much change Mm -hmm. like what would you say to do with like that whole experience how would you say like it has been like a change for your life or how is it how has it kind of started the spiritual like awakening in a way or amplified it I guess yeah I would say, like, it has literally forced me to do things in a different way. And a lot of it has been, like, very difficult and very challenging. But then I feel like it's almost, like, the first thing that happened where was, like, I literally had to um, stop, like, almost everything I was doing, I guess, like all of the normal things I had been doing in life, it forced me to stop. And in doing that, like I had the space to really reflect on life, like what I thought about life in general, like what I, and then I feel like naturally that almost kind of like brings you more inwards into like, well, what are we doing here? Like, is there something greater than us? And all of that. I think like in normal day-to-day human life, you're just so busy and you're doing all these things that it's hard to connect. Sometimes you don't even get a lot of silence throughout the day when Mm -hmm. you're working all day and you're, and then you're taking care of your family and like all of that. It's like, you don't have the time to listen to yourself. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that that was a huge change. And then like over the course of the past few years, I've just had to change how I live my life. And on the flip side, it's, I have had to trust spirit like a lot and know that they're there for me. They're supporting me. And sometimes when I feel misunderstood by lots of humans, they know what I'm going through. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that's so true that there is this comfort in knowing that there is all of these amazing friends in spirit, like guides, loved ones, angels, all of them. And just that there is that support for you, which sometimes prior to this awakening, or there's usually some kind of event uh, Mm -hmm. that occurs, you know, for everyone. And prior to it's, I feel like I was just living my life thinking I was kind of on my own. Like, even though I had people that loved me here in the physical world, I didn't feel the same kind of support necessarily. And then as soon as I started realizing my connection with spirit, all of a sudden I recognized that I wasn't doing anything alone and I never had been. Like, they were always there. And so it's kind of this, it is a huge comfort to know that. That's for sure. And I think for me, like the times where, I'm in the gym and I'm doing active rehab and like all of these exercises to help my 
physical injuries. Like there's some days where I'm like, I just can't do this. Like it's too much pain. It's too much work. It's like just too much. I can't do it. And like, what's so comforting to me is that through this whole process of development, for me personally, I've come to know um, a few of my spirit guides very well, but one in particular. And I always hear him say like, I'm here and I see him running beside me mm, on the treadmill. That's so cool. And then all of my family and friends who have passed, like yeah. almost in a line, all running with me together. And it's uh-huh. like, I have the energy that I know I can keep going. And wow. so it, it it's so true that I don't feel alone, no matter what I'm going through. That's amazing. That gives me such chills. And just that visual of it, but also just the feeling of that, right? So when you're at your lowest, it's like you know that you can count on them to support and they will give you the energy that you need or they will give you the encouragement yeah. that you need. I've I've noticed that recently too with my endeavors for um, physical health and all this stuff and doing some more activity. There's moments where I have a real bad attitude mm-hmm. when I'm doing it. Like I'm not saying anything, but I'm I'm feeling it and I'm having like a bad attitude in my thoughts, in my mind. And spirit will intervene and have me see it completely differently and just give me the right word or the right kind of like nudge. And then I'm like, okay, I can see it in a different way and I can kind of keep going. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, like that's exactly what I needed. So it's cool that they're like there, but then also the difference is now because we're both so aware, it's like we're listening. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that a lot of the times, just humans in general, we just don't Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. And we ask for all this help, but then we don't listen when it's there. Yeah, I still don't listen half the (laughs) time, honestly, and it's not. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes I don't either. It's like spirit – sometimes I'll say things to like – if you know, in class, if students are tuning in, like say they're tuning in and practicing with my loved ones in spirit. Yeah. Like spirit will say about me being stubborn. Like they've said it a few times. Yeah. And I'm always like – kind of laughing because I'm thinking like I don't actually see myself that way at all (laughs) but it seems to be a common common thing that comes up and I think that they're just like oh my god like we're trying we're literally putting it in your face like we'll tell you exactly what you need but can you please just yeah listen stop talking and just listen for for a bit so yeah it's like a lifelong (laughs) endeavor what would you say has been the hardest part I guess of the mediumship development but maybe just even working with your mediumship like what is the what is the thing that is most challenging well I think for me like I am a very like sometimes meticulous type person like I'm a teacher and it's like I would like to pre-plan everything for Mm. the next month in advance have it all like spelled out and I can just go do my thing and mediumship is the exact opposite like you have to step in there you have no idea what's going to come out of your mouth and you have no idea if anything's going to come and so learning to like I trust spirit that they're there but learning to trust myself that I'm going to be interpreted able to interpret what they say has been huge and then also we all get things incorrect like misinterpret things so also not kind of like feeling like I need to have everything perfect for it to be a good reading Mm, yeah that's so true I think that's very common I certainly relate to both of those feelings the yeah the the not being able to pre-plan it 
is really tough, I think, for a lot of people. And in class, I know, like, when we do exercises, I see people writing notes because they're, like, literally trying to pre-tune in. Like, they're trying to get some information so that when it's their turn to go, they have something to say. And I get I get why. Like, I understand it. But the thing that's so cool is that once you let go of that and you just, in the moment, decide that you're going to speak, it's pretty phenomenal that as soon as you start to speak that the actual – the words come – And then more and more information just keeps coming. Mm -hmm. And all you really have to do is trust. And I say all you really have to do as if it's not a big deal. It's a huge, it's a huge thing. And I think one of the things that I've noticed with, especially this year that we've done with the exceptional medium, the mentorship, I've seen people from the beginning who would be very, very afraid to speak up and wouldn't want to go, like wouldn't want to take a turn because they were afraid to be wrong or they're afraid they were going to mess up to now them choosing like volunteering to go and I see them not knowing what's going to happen but being okay with that Mm -hmm. and then trusting so that's been pretty amazing to watch like that's a definite confidence thing like a trust in spirit and a trust in themselves yeah and that's like that has been amazing for me to see too like I've made such good friends in the exceptional medium. And like, so we all like cheer each other on. But like, if I had to give any piece of advice, like for someone starting out, it would be that like, I think for me, I, I used to always volunteer first, but it wasn't because I knew what I was going to do, or I knew what was going to happen. It was because I literally just wanted to get it over with. So I wasn't nervous anymore. (laughs) You actually like put yourself out of your misery. (laughs) Yeah. But it actually helped. Like some, like, I feel like when you volunteer, it's almost telling spirit like, hey, like I'm willing to like put myself on the line here. Like, are you going to come meet me? And they always do. They, that's so true. And they do. They literally always do. They always find a way. And that's something that they've demonstrated over and over and over. So, yeah, it's pretty cool to do that. Yeah, I find – I think I can be both ways. Like, I used to not volunteer, like, when I was in, like, sitting – like, say, in, like, a development circle. I wouldn't necessarily volunteer to go first. But I would – like, if if somebody asked me, I would do it. Yeah. And then I always felt so much better afterwards. Mm -hmm. So after a while, I realized that, like – it's so much better to just do it on your own terms. Like actually yeah. like not feel like the dread yeah. of like waiting for someone to call your name and yeah. be like, oh my God. Not give yourself the chance yeah. to be like, oh my gosh. Yeah, freak <laughs> out. Well, and that's one thing I've noticed too. And I, I know we've talked about this before about in the beginning, how you, before you would do like a reading, even if it's a practice reading or if it's a paid reading or whatever, giving yourself like an hour and a half to like oh, prepare <laughs> prepare yeah. yourself. That is like, I think the worst way to get yourself really worked up. Yeah. Really nervous. Get yourself feeling like just, it's kind of like neurotic. Like yeah. it's just like a weird, I don't know. So I think, yes, have a, a practice that you do for yourself. Like do meditate, do sit in the power, do journal, crystal, whatever you want to do. But like, I think right before a reading, I would give my, I feel it's so much better to have like five, 10 minutes center myself, have a little chat with spirit, but not give myself too much time to think about it. Yeah, that's what I do now. Like, and I've worked with you on that a lot. Um, But I think 
especially lately, I've been really surprised. I can be having the absolute worst day in the world up until five minutes before a reading. And then I have to switch gears and like forget all my humans or, you know, put it in the background. Mm -hmm. And like, I have still been able to connect with spirit like well and I've just been seeing how, yes, like your mood, what's happening in your life, how you're feeling, all of that does play a factor. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like we can connect with spirit no matter what's happening in our life. Like they're always going to be there Mm -hmm. and we're always going to be able to be open. Yeah. So it's so true. And that's kind of the miraculous part too, is that you would think that maybe it would be impossible just if you weren't in like a certain kind of, I don't know, like place in your human life or whatever. But I find in the times when it's been the most difficult personally, just in my life, it's such a amazing feeling of like a sanctuary Mm -hmm. to be able to shift consciousness from the everyday life and to shift it to spirit. Yeah. And that it becomes healing. I mean, it's always healing for for us too. It is. That's how I feel whenever I connect to spirit, no matter how they pass. It's like this feeling of I have never come across a spirit person who is not okay. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I, in my time doing this, I haven't come across that. I'm not sure if, you know. I never have either. Yeah. And it's like, no matter how they pass, yeah, they're always okay. And for to, because we get to actually feel how it feels in their heart, mm-hmm. right? In their soul, um, for where they are, we get to feel their emotions and to have to be speaking with people who have gone through the most traumatic things you can think of sometimes. Mm-hmm. And for them to have such a sense of like peace and that they're okay and they're happy and all of these things, I'm like, it puts life into perspective sometimes because I'm like, okay, but no matter how hard it is, like, you know, that's kind of where we all end up. I'm not saying that like, I want to give up on (laughs) you know life or anything (laughs) like that, but it's like, it's just it's such a different feeling than sometimes humans get to feel, yeah, I think. I think so. so. I, and it is a real privilege to be able to feel it. And what I love too is that we actually get to feel the love between people mm-hmm. because sometimes it's just so incredible. Like there's just a sense that I find myself thinking, oh, these people are so lucky that they got to feel that Yeah, with each other. I have chills right now yeah. because that's something that I love too. It's like as humans, we know how someone else feels about us because mm-hmm. they can tell us. Mm-hmm. We can feel that connection. But until I started practicing mediumship like intentionally, I had never felt like the love from both people's perspective at the same time in my own body. Yeah, that's what it is. It's from both. Yeah, Yeah. that's what, yeah, totally. And it's, I think that's maybe my favorite thing. Like, so about it, it's just that I get to be a witness to that. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I mean, there's so much of like bringing, bringing, trying to bring that like peace to both, like both parties Mm -hmm. that I think is just so cool. Yeah. So um, amazing. So, okay. So that kind of covers, because we're going to say like, what do you think is the most rewarding? But (laughs) I feel like that's probably (laughs) it. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about some of your, 
signs from spirit, some of the things mm-hmm. that you've received that have been really cool? Because I know there's lots. Yeah, there are lots. Um, one thing that I just found so, like, I was shocked myself, even though I'm a medium. But last year on my birthday, my mom and I planned to go out for lunch together. And so we go for lunch and my mom puts this um, silver gift bag on the table and it, I can't see a card or anything yet, but it's there. And for some reason I was thinking, oh, like it's from granny and my granny has passed. Mm-hmm. So I don't say anything to my mom about it. Get up, go to the washroom, come back and open. And actually that happened while I was like en route to the washroom. <laughs> so that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So I come back and I open the gift and I pull out Oh, before I open the gift, I say to my mom, like, were you like just looking at something that granny made that has like pink and flowers on it? And my mom was like, oh my gosh, open the (laughs) gift. (laughs) So I open the gift and I bring out this card. And so my granny used to recycle cards. So she would like cut out the pictures and she'd glue them on like a new fresh card and she'd write a message. So she'd recycle them. So it was one of the cards. It was actually the last card she had made for my mom's birthday before she passed. And my mom on the card, she, where it said happy birthday to my dearest daughter, she wrote and granddaughter. And so like, I just thought, how amazing is that? And then for my mom to get that validation too, because like as mediums, sometimes it's hard to connect to our own loved ones because it's, sometimes not quote unquote evidential. Yeah. But when you are, you're getting information that like your loved one can confirm, it's just like, it was just incredible. And we used to always go out for lunch together, like every week we'd get together. And so it just it was she was there. I know Mm -hmm. she was there. Wow. Oh, that is so amazing. And I I bet your mom was just floor she was crying Aww. yeah she was crying that's just so because cool. it's like so shocked because she had been doing this the mm-hmm. night before getting the car Aww. out and all that I love it mm-hmm. oh that's amazing that's so good yeah I love it and especially yeah because it's like at the birthday and you know that if she was physically here that of course she would be there you know she she'd be w- there exactly. for your birthday lunch yeah exactly uh, that's amazing I love it what about okay so I know that this this year so far like even 2022 at tail end of 2022 and then yeah, like 2023 yeah. has been a little bit more on the rough side mm-hmm. just things that you've experienced mm-hmm. um like health concerns yeah and major major health concerns and things so tell us a bit about how what that's been like or maybe I don't know what's helped you like how spirits helped you through it yeah so one thing and I do want to talk about it because I feel like it maybe it would help someone else but Mm. so I had melanoma this year and I'm okay now But at the time where it was like the space where we weren't sure what it was, but um, I'd had a biopsy done and everything, I was trying not to tune in because I'm trying my my humanist best (laughs) to like, you know, just be like, it'll be fine. It's not cancer. It's Mm -hmm. not, you know, it's just some weird thing, whatever, like trying my best. 
didn't want to tune in, didn't want anyone else to tune in, just Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, But I'm doing the dishes and it's always when you're doing something that's half kind of mindless that Mm -hmm. like spirit pops in and they pop in and they say, it's melanoma, but you'll be okay. And just very matter of fact, very Mm -hmm. direct. This was about a week before I got the diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, I think it's almost like they were trying to prepare me, but also telling me that like, yes, this is what it's going to be, but you will be okay. Mm -hmm. And so almost like when I got the diagnosis, it's like, okay, I got the diagnosis. They were right about that. They also must be right that I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And so, and just different things with that, like when you go for like certain medical procedures, you're, you're on your own. Right. Mm -hmm. But for me, I don't feel like I was on my own because I could physically feel my loved ones holding my hands Mm -hmm. and being there. And so I think when you are going through things that are really tough to feel that connection from spirit, it's like you can just feel like somebody else is there with you. You're not doing it alone. And that's been huge. That's amazing. And I will say I totally had a similar experience with a procedure like actually it was a biopsy too and I I saw with my physical eyes like right before I was about to go under like because I went for uh, anesthetic to do this thing anyways there's lots of other things they were doing but um I was very nervous, like very nervous. And I saw the spirit doctors and nurses just like milling about like the the room. And it was so comforting because I'm like, okay, like I can trust. It's almost like I don't trust human doctors. Yeah. But like I will trust the spirit ones. Yeah. And then also um, knowing that my loved ones, like I, I was talking to them, you know, that morning and knowing that they were there too. And it, it is such a comfort, like just to have that reassurance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And I think also it kind of showed you what you're made of because there's a sense that throughout all of that, you're still a mom, you're still doing your rehab stuff, you were still coming to class, you're still connecting, doing your mediumship work, like you, you did all of this, while going through like, such a stressful time, such a difficult time, such uncertainty, and you didn't waver, like there's a sense that you just kept going. So I feel like spirit's super proud of you. Like, that's an amazing thing to do. It's not easy. It's not easy in any way. But I'm so glad because I felt the same thing. Like I know when you told me, I was like, oh, no, she's gonna be fine. Like I know she's gonna be fine. But I'm so glad that you got to have that experience of them telling you. Yeah. And then it actually being fine. (laughs) Like you got to that point. So you could every time it got dicey, you could just be like, okay, I know, but they told me I'm gonna be okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, pretty like that is life altering, like life changing Already with the accident, that's life changing, mm-hmm. and then melanoma also is like pretty mm-hmm. major. So there's a lot, you know, a lot of stress and pressure that I think has come along with that. But spirit hasn't let you down. No, and they they remind me of that like constantly too. They're like, when have we ever left you? When have you ever not been okay? Like, and I do feel like there's a lot of things that I've gone through. But it's true. I'm still here. I'm still okay. Like, 
So I just have to trust that. And it's wild to think like as a medium, you might think, oh, well, you should know everything. You should know that everything's like going to be fine and all of this. And but we're still human. Like, I feel like we still have human doubts and human fears. For sure. And it's like almost like an exercise in trust as well. Like, I don't feel like the spirit would want us to go through these things just for that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it is like a good kind of side lesson in like, Hey, we, we told you this, like, and Mm -hmm. this is what happened. Yeah, I think so too. And it is true. Like there's so many, I think there's so many misconceptions about what it's actually like to be a medium or to be psychic because there are people in the general public, I find that if you said something about like, oh, you found out unexpectedly that you had cancer. Mm -hmm. like I can see it already in my mind's eye like clairvoyantly a a comment like a social media comment that's like oh didn't see that coming (laughs) yeah like uh, if one if one more person ever says that to me like I will lose it because it's just like so annoying but it's not necessarily that way like in your case you did get a heads up which Mm -hmm. was great but there was a purpose to it because they're not going to give us information yeah that is just going to be scary without a purpose yeah like Like they're not going to just give you that that's for sure (laughs) but like for I find for me they don't usually give me the heads up and I think it's because I don't know maybe they know that I will just panic or something like I I don't know or if they do it's like two years in advance of something it's like so far (laughs) like it's like so it's like so I used to think that things were coming like it was good things yeah oh good but I was like really annoyed that it wasn't happening and I'm like why do they tell me this if it's not happening and then I realized literally two years later and it was a pattern where I see the big good things that they show me usually they show me way in advance yeah with the more difficult stuff, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe they do, but it's not – I don't always know. So yeah. I think people might be surprised at that, you know. Mm-hmm. And then – but it's different for everyone because I do know someone – someone that I know was talking about a medium that she used to go see a lot. And she would be like – telling people they're the day that they're gonna die oh or she said she knew her death date Jeez. and I was like oh my god like that sounds horrific yeah that sounds <laughs> dramatic like, like, like no so thank what's you the, yeah <laughs> but maybe for that person that works like maybe that's what she needs or wanted I don't know yeah um but it certainly isn't really it doesn't sound appealing to me no to know that um unless there's something you can do to change it yeah and that's what the thing is that's what you always teach us too is like that the purpose of mediumship is to be healing uplifting helpful like it's not to scare people and then because spirit if they are going to give you the information there's going to be a purpose and like something helpful they're going to say to like about with that like it's not just like you know, a fortune teller that's yes. like, oh, like, Dramatic. I see, I see death, death in your and future or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I think that's so true. Like, true spirit communication, like, the feeling that I've always got from spirit is the purpose is not to come and shock the sitter with terrible things mm-hmm. that are predictive. Like, yeah. that's really not what it's about. And I think that in the past, people would get stuck on that or they would think that that's what was expected. So that's what they did. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I could go on and on about this, but I think that 
that kind of information without a purpose, like without something that the person can do to change it Mm -hmm. or to help it or without something like that that's useful – I think it's just ego on yeah. the medium's part. I don't. I, I don't think it's it's actually coming through from from spirit in yeah, that case. It's like shock value. Yeah, or something. to be dramatic. Yeah, you know. And I just think that it's unfortunate that people there are people that are afraid to get a reading because they think that that's what's going to yeah. come through. Oh, I would be afraid if I thought that might. It was you a know. possibility. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. well, you never know. Like you never know what someone's style might be. Yeah, or their their purpose of doing that reading you know so I think it's always good to yeah you want to I don't know check out someone's website and see what they say Mm -hmm. you know how they work or you know check them out on maybe on social media and just how they talk about spirit how they talk about the work that they do because I I think we're uniquely you know there's some different there's some different ideas out there I'll Mm -hmm. just say that so yeah so that makes a difference Okay, so what about as far as this past year? Because we're coming on to almost the very end of the year-long mentorship, Mm -hmm. the Exceptional Medium. What have been some of your favorite or most useful things do you think that you've taken from it? Yeah, I think one of my favorite things has been something called the through the keyhole exercise. Mm -hmm. Because for me, like the way I get my information is is a lot um, of clear sentience so clear feeling um emotional like physical like clear knowing which is clear cognizance and um like clear audience like I hear a lot and then what happens is it's for me it's almost like I'm in a dark room and then I can see flashes of I can see a person for a moment I can see an object for a moment but it's not like I'm seeing in this full color kind of movie type of a thing so I'm learning how to increase my clairvoyance because Mm -hmm. I feel like that's helpful. Um, So the through the keyhole is you actually tune into as if you're looking through the keyhole into somebody in the spirit into the spirit communicators home and you're seeing like the objects that they had and how the house was decorated you can kind of tell someone's like housekeeping style mm-hmm. like all mm-hmm. of these personality there's so much you can you can get a sense of from seeing their home and it has really helped me in readings because it does it gives so much information mm-hmm. um so i love i have loved that one and i was a bit nervous to try it the first time but mm-hmm. it was awesome very fun and then what else the some of the things that have been really helpful in the exceptional medium have been like the healing sessions that we have as well Mm -hmm. so we had the rtt i can't remember what it's called now. oh yes the hypnotherapy yes the rapid transformation technique yeah yeah and then like a whole bunch of other healing methods in there that are helpful And like also the ability to have, because I think we have sitters come in at least once a month, Mm -hmm. if not more, right? Yeah, pretty regularly anyway. Yeah. And so getting to practice with strangers is really helpful too, because it gives you that sense of like, when you're doing a reading, not with a class member, like really putting yourself out there and tuning into the person you aren't in your mind about like oh did I already know this that Mm -hmm. kind of thing yeah and then with the exceptional medium as well like the mindset tools have been really helpful 
I still use the one like that you talked about where when you feel like you're getting out of your power a bit, you Mm -hmm. sit up straighter Mm -hmm. and like imagine wings kind of coming out of your back, Mm -hmm. almost like connecting like to that energy of spirit again. Mm -hmm. And that really helps as well. Oh, that's so good. I'm glad because that's one that spirit just gave to me one time when I was struggling with that. Mm -hmm. Um, So it feels kind of cool, but it's like – like a legacy kind of yeah. thing that's like, ooh, like, so then if it helps you and then I'm sure like it, even you just talking about it, then somebody listening is going to mm-hmm. maybe try it and use it. So that feels cool. No, it's been pretty, it's been pretty eye-opening because it's the first time that I've done a mentorship for a year like this. Mm-hmm. So that we've had the online resources loaded into the everyone's account like once a month. Yeah. And so I find that's been cool to create because it's made me really think about what I want you guys to get from each lesson. Yeah. And there's a different theme for each month. And the theme always goes with what's happening, at least in my life. Mm -hmm. So I would assume like in Mm -hmm. like other classmates lives too. Mm -hmm. And it is so helpful. And then like the meditations, like going back and referring to them, like right now I've gone back to the Om Gam Gana Pata. Oh, yes, the, the mantra. The, yeah. Yeah, I can't. Mm-hmm. The Ganesh mantra. Yes. And it's like, so those resources are really, really helpful. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm happy with it because I feel like everyone learns a bit differently. Mm-hmm. And the thing that maybe I lacked before was because the way I learn is through experience and. I am a kind of like an auditory learner. And so like for me, sitting and listening to someone works great. Mm-hmm. But I understand that like some people are more visual and they do need the the written words. Yeah. And to be able to go over something in their own time, like that's how they'll absorb it. So this way, I feel like it's good because people will get that that stuff that they can go through on their own at their own pace. And then the live classes, then they have the opportunity to have the lecture so like mm-hmm. present the the topic and then the practical exercises which of course like I understand for people that are new to it doing an exercise in class sometimes is extremely nerve-wracking yeah like it's so nerve-wracking and so I I just would say that like the cool thing is is that I do try to ease you guys into it Mm-hmm. Not in your case because you just had to do it on the first day, <laughs> back way back when. But I mean, I feel like for the most part, allowing people to kind of ease into it, get comfortable, yeah, and then feel really like reassured that whatever happens, that they're okay, mm-hmm. and whatever happens, it's all learning. And it literally is like just the other day in class, like I did like two mini readings, and then the third one didn't really like make a ton of sense and it's like it doesn't matter how long you've been doing mediumship Mm -hmm. like you're not going to interpret everything a hundred percent and so I feel like it's good like when you're in a group of people who are super supportive like cheering you on it doesn't matter you could fail the whole time and it would be fine Mm -hmm. but you wouldn't fail the whole time yeah yeah exactly so I think it's yeah the safety of that you Mm -hmm. know and I think the reason I want to emphasize it for people is because I know what it feels like to not be in an environment like that Mm -hmm. and I feel for myself it's impossible to learn if I feel like I'm afraid of judgment in that environment or like from the teacher or whatever you know so or the people uh involved so I think it's been cool that we've cultivated like such a good supportive environment and then also yeah that it's it's developed so much like 
I've seen so much growth in the class. Like mm-hmm. it's just pretty phenomenal. So that's really exciting. So I'm super, I just can't believe that it's gone by so quickly. That's the only Me either. Thing. I can't believe like when I was thinking about, I think this is the last month for this year, right? Uh, we have next month too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it it has, it's gone by so quickly. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. So I, I want you to also share a little bit about like what you're up to, what your offerings are, like what you're putting out there for people now, because mm-hmm. you're, you've got your own practice happening, your own readings that you're offering. So tell mm-hmm. us about that. Yeah. So I guess I've been working professionally now. I feel like it's, at least a year and a half, maybe two years. Like mm-hmm. it seems wild that it, I don't know. Yeah, that that's gone by that fast long, too. But that's gone by fast. Mm-hmm. But right now I offer private readings either by Zoom, phone, or in person, mm-hmm. Maple Ridge and the surrounding cities. I'm doing group readings in person and I'm just, I'm just about to add Oracle readings to my website. So that'll be like tuning into a question or whatever people want to know about right now. And then I'll send a video recording of that. Also, I've just started um, doing intuitive coaching, like intuitive life coaching. And so I haven't put that out as an offer yet, but I am doing that with a client right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've done a couple of those. I'll be putting that out as an official offer soon as well. Amazing. Amazing. So I just want people listening to know that um, I would never, ever recommend someone unless I full, like fully believed in them. And, you know, I have to know someone's work and, and all of that. And so when I refer people to you, um, I just want people listening to know that it's not like, oh, I like Beth. She's she's so nice. Like, let me just give her, do this referral. It's because I've seen you from the beginning take every single thing that I've ever said, every, any single thing that I've ever told you and put it into practice. And I've seen not only the accuracy, which is, of course, important, but I've seen the joyfulness that you have with spirit. So it's like an actual relationship with spirit which is the thing that I always want to emphasize with students like that this is what we're trying to do is like grow this relationship and then the other part of it is the heartfelt connection so I've seen lots of types of mediumship where it's very evidential but then it might lack in some of the feeling some of the actual healing that's that's available to us and then I've also seen really heartfelt evident or heartfelt mediumship that's lacked the evidence where you don't know who you're talking to so I think, you know, the the goal is always to have that blend, in my opinion, of uh, balance of the evidence and the facts and the specific details with the emotional connection and the heartfelt messages and the healing. And so that's what I know and I've seen and witnessed in you. So that's why um, when I give my endorsement, it's it's I want people to know it's not for any other reason other than the like all of that thank you yeah and I just want you to know too Melissa that like I never intended to work as a psychic medium like yes same same me neither and and like getting into this class with you I barely knew what I was even getting myself into like honestly yeah and it's the best choice I ever made and like you are such an incredibly compassionate 
like thoughtful, like knowledgeable teacher. And I'm just so glad that it was you who taught me how to be a psychic medium. <laughs> so, uh, well, I'm, yeah. I think it's orchestrated for us. And I think about that often because so many times there's been, yeah, there's, there's people that come into my life, but students and stuff like that, where I'm like, oh, it's because like, I have something I've either experienced it or understand something that is going to help them. And it's never, there's like no accident with that. So I also think, I feel like we've had past lifetimes together. Yeah, I think so. Because it's kind of weird because it hasn't even been that long, but I literally feel like we've already known each other for a long time. Same. Uh, And it felt very familiar from the beginning. Well, and it's wild that when we have tuned into our own past lives, we both had the same vision of like the same That's woman right. on That's the same right. cliff. That's so, right. So That's like, so weird. Yeah. It's like, well, which one was that? Like, I know. Was it me or you? Yeah. And there's two that I see. <laughs> like I see a brown haired version yeah, and, and a, a red haired. I, I see the red haired lady. <laughs> I think I was the red haired lady. Oh my God. And you were the brown haired one. It gives me chills. But also do have like similar faces yeah and sort of like physical appearance is yeah. kind of similar yeah so this is kind of weird i know like so <laughs> we had to have been sisters or something 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 yeah. because yeah there's no it's like um you know like um anna green gables when she always talks about like the kindred spirits yeah, it's like I that me green too gables. yeah so yeah. obsessed so obsessed so that's so funny okay so i had an idea all right so we're gonna pull a card for each other okay and basically we'll give each other some insight into what we need to know about our development journey so okay. do you want me to go i'm first? gonna tune into your development yeah. journey yeah. oh my god. i'll gosh. go first and tell you about yours and then you can okay. tell me about mine <laughs> Like how I just don't tell that's what we're doing. <laughs> just do it. That's <laughs> typical, I feel like. It's so fun. <laughs> My favorite of thing. Me. It's so fun. Okay. Uh this is the card from it's from the Listen Bitch deck. I love it. <laughs> you can recover from anything. Your resilience is unmatched. So I think well, this means a lot of things, but really what what it comes down to is even in the times when you're just like unsure or you're feeling like what do I do now? Like, what do I do about this? What do I do about that? Like when things come up that are giving you almost that like fight or flight response where you're just like, oh my God, like getting into survival mode, panic, that spirit is saying like, you can literally recover from this, like whatever comes your way in life, but also with the mediumship. Cause you know, there's always those moments where it's so extreme because there's times when you're just like saying things and you just feel like whatever you say is golden. Like, you know mm-hmm. that you can do no wrong. It's just like, you're in the, like, it's like a weird haze of, I don't know, like this mediumship bubble. Yeah. And then there's other times where you're not in it and mm-hmm. it, it, you're trying and you're, you're trying to get there and it feels like it's so hard and you're just like, Oh my God, like, is this, is this the end? Like, yeah. is this is the end of my career. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I felt that so many times. And so I think spirit's trying to say, your resilience is unmatched. Like you can always find a way and they'll always help you find a way. So even when it feels tricky, you'll recover from that feeling. So it's it's never, and I also got for you that it's never a lack of ability. It's just that there are challenges that are going to come up just because, whether it's, it's usually things we can't control. So environment, um, sometimes depending on what, you know, different personality, different energy, uh, depending on the sitter situation, 
grief that people are going through, just all kinds of different things that might might come up, but at the same time that you have the tools and you're equipped to not only manage it, but you're equipped to continue to thrive. So I just get that there's no limit. This is like a big time of growth for the next, well, it's always going to be a growth period, but the next three to six months feel really intense with movement. So I think that you're going to find that things that before you wouldn't have even dreamed of like picking up on from spirit, it's going to start coming through. So you're going to be like gaining new references and kind of deepening, like going deeper in the layers of things. So it just feels like such a positive movement forward. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. That's really neat. Any question about that or no? Um, I don't think so. It's more of like a comment because Mm -hmm. sometimes when I watch you work, like I remember this one detail you brought about like somebody had like something broken on their front door. And I was like, how like that level of detail seems like so wild to me. And then like, I have started realizing lately that like more and more of like the symbols that I'm seeing, especially are like the direct, like actual thing. Mm -hmm, Literal. So it's like literal. So, and it's like very detailed. So I'm like, okay, like there is absolutely no way I guess that, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So I think that really helps me just to know going forward that like, I will continue to grow and grow and grow. I Mm -hmm. think probably we all like, I think even like mediums who have been doing it for 30 years are hopefully Mm -hmm. still learning new things. You hope, (laughs) you hope. I think, you know, there's always a bit of a not a temptation there's there's somewhat of a bit of a trap I think that you can get into where sometimes you get used to working a certain way and I think sometimes it's hard after you've done it for a long time it's hard to take a risk Mm -hmm. in mediumship so I do see people sometimes get a bit in a rut because of that and I think because I'm so paranoid about that that I really try to like talk to myself about that daily where I'm like, oh, don't get too comfortable. Like, let's like, just always keep, (laughs) keep learning, (laughs) keep learning. Um, So yeah, but I I think it is lifelong and you could literally like, you could study your whole life and you're barely scratching the surface of what's actually possible. Right. Because I remember my teacher, Tony used to say, when you sit to do a reading and the spirit person is there, every single thing about their life is available to you. Yeah, that's so true. Every single thing you could ever want to know is available. Yeah. It's just like, can we allow ourselves to surrender enough to get to that? Mm -hmm. And can the sitter allow us to go that deep? Yeah. Can, you know, there's all these things, but that always to me is so interesting because I'm like, oh yeah, because I'm always curious, like I bring through all this information and then afterwards the sitter might tell me something about their loved one. And I'm like, oh my God, like, why didn't I see that? Yeah. Like, why didn't I see that they, I don't know, went to Disneyland 85 times in their life yeah. or something like, you know, something like that, that you would think would be easy to pick up or easy to see. They could show me Disneyland, you know, but it's yeah. like, there's, I think there's so much that we aren't aware of. And it it's always about like going deeper to get to that point. So the, mm-hmm. the exciting thing is, is that there's always more. Yeah. It's never, it's never like, oh, you've mastered this. Yeah which is annoying yeah. on the one hand, but then it's also really, really intriguing and it's good for people like with me, like with the ADHD brain, yeah. it's kind of perfect because I will get bored. Yeah. It's always like it's unique always different. and like new. <laughs> and a little yeah. bit, it's a little bit adrenaline, a little bit like. It's a lot of adrenaline. <laughs> it's a bit too much adrenaline sometimes. 
<laughs> it is like the sweating. But then when I don't have that, I get nervous sometimes because I'm like, I know Uh-oh. that that spirit yeah. like yeah. doing that. So Well, I also find you get addicted to that adrenaline. And so now if, if I don't say I have a day or two days or something where I'm like not doing mediumship, it's the most boring two days of my life. Yeah. Like I feel like I don't know how people do that. <laughs> yeah. It's just like really – really boring so I think in a way you do get kind of like addicted to the mm-hmm. unknown of it like it's yeah. exciting so it is good for people that are seeking dopamine yeah yeah <laughs> okay I'm gonna pull a card for okay. you oh oh Matt wow okay we I feel lo- like we it's lost. this one we lost this okay one. we lost right. those it's fine okay <laughs> Everything you need to get it done is already inside of you. So I feel like this refers to you, like, because I know with my logical mind that you always have like a million things on the go, like a million awesome ideas. But I also feel like there's one idea that I may not know about, like that is kind of like on the outskirts, like something you've just like kind of have in your awareness like it almost feel well I always say this about Hmm. you though writing a book but it's like I feel like there's something like there and it's like you already have all of the tools all of the knowledge all of the experience and the skills to do that and also like I feel like it's about the time and like I'm hearing like time management, but I'm like, when you have so many things happening, I'm not quite sure how you would manage. Like, what else oh, I'm could sure, you do? Uh, I'm sure there's some things I could do differently. Um. But yeah. So I also, I do like, as you were speaking, I saw you like sitting almost like it. I feel like I'm in a dark room. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you like sometimes sit in a dark room to meditate or whether you should do that I do because and I feel like it is related to something to do with like trance which I know you're interested in trance Mm -hmm. but like I feel like that is something Mm. kind of yes cool like almost the next step like there's something else about what you're doing there with Uh, that I think I know as you're saying it I feel like there could be trance speaking that could be put into some format where it's in written words, Mm -hmm. like almost like recording the trance session and then turning it into something from that. Yeah. That reminds me of like um, the book that you gave me about. um, Oh, is it answered prayers or something? Yes. Or something like that. Yeah. But it's a green book. Oh, yes. I read it all the time. Yeah. I don't know why. The Julia Cameron one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's the style. Yeah. My only, the only thing that ever stops me with that is just that it's so, the things that come through for me in that way are such like philosophy and like, they're almost like prayers and stuff. And I just don't know if like the average Joe is going to be like, oh. Yeah. But you don't need it to be for the average Joes. I feel like there's a lot of people who like would resonate. yeah, would yeah. resonate with that. That's true. I guess that is part of my one of my issues is that I am interested in so many things and I want to appeal. I want to like help every single type of person. Mm-hmm. So I limit myself because I'm like, oh, no, if they wouldn't get it, then I couldn't I couldn't yeah. put it out because what if this person didn't take something from it? What yeah. if they didn't relate to it? Right. But it's like you're right. It's like 
the right people will relate to it. Yeah. And then there's so many other ways that you reach other people. Co- like yeah. everybody, right? Yeah. But I just think it's almost like a fun, it feels like a fun project or activity or like something to challenge yourself that's new and exciting. That feels so true. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I know how much I love trance and sitting for trance, but then uh, sometimes I just get sidetracked and I forget about it. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting you brought it up because like I kind of, I don't know how I do that, but sometimes things just literally leave my mind. And yeah. it's like, if I don't, if it's not in front of my face, then it just doesn't, it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so that is a really good reminder because that is sort of my, that is kind of my healing is when I sit for trance. Is like, is there also something about, cause I heard like go to the closet, but I feel like it's like, do you, is there something almost about taking away the sound Yes. that would help yes. or? Yes. You know what it is? <laughs> this is what I've done in the past. I go, when I first started meditating and I first started being on my spiritual journey, I literally went and sat in this, the walk-in closet. And that's the only place I could escape because like Avery was <laughs> yeah. young and kind of like a, like, I don't know, she was a little bit of like a emotional terrorist. Like yeah. she just like always emotionally blackmailed me every day. So uh, that's the only place I could go. Obviously like the her dad was there. Yeah. I wasn't like leaving yeah, her no, by herself yeah, to yeah. go meditate. Um, but I just remember being like, oh, okay. But then since then, what I've recognized is in like past previous times with trance mediums and physical mediums, they would have them sit in the cabinet, mm-hmm. right? And oh, yeah. Because it's enclosed. And so you kind of have, it's dark, but then you also, the energy, there's something about the energy gets to kind of build up. Yeah. And I've experimented with that and it does make a difference like being in either a smaller room definitely Mm -hmm. the dark that for me is really really helpful um but I've thought to myself before I want to like I should record the podcast in the closet because that would be like good for the sound yeah um and then also to sit for transit would be good yeah so so cool it's like yeah they're kind of just reiterating that like yeah that is a place that you can kind of it's also like um I don't know why like this has come to me before where sometimes when people have trouble, especially very sensitive people, psychic people, when they have trouble sleeping, spirit will always tell me, well, did they have their closet door open? Mm. And I'm like, ask them. And they're like, yeah. And so I always have this feeling of like closing it. Yeah. And then so I told this to someone, they're like, is it a portal? Like, are you like, is the closet a portal? <laughs> is like, the witch in the, yeah. the <laughs> witch in the wardrobe? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Like I've like looked at lots of C.S. Lewis, like, um, quotes and stuff like that and he was so spiritual well very religious but spiritual person but anyways got sidetracked but Mm -hmm. the the thing about that is I don't think the closet is like the opening to a portal but I do think having that separation of the energy yeah something about that feels important so it would make sense that if you want to kind of like maybe like bring everything closer mm-hmm. maybe being in the closet is a good thing mm-hmm. uh, my friend George who's a medium he's now in spirit um but he told me one time to get one of those tanning tents like you know the spray tan mm-hmm. tents he said I should get one of those and then I could just do my trance in there yeah <laughs> that sounds so hot and he's like you could order it from Amazon I was like okay <laughs> so I was gonna do it but I never did but that's basically the, the idea maybe you should you can I make might. yourself a little yeah. And it folds up, goes yeah. under the bed. Yeah. For it's like a little, window. it's like a little, a little trans tent. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm I'm super into it. Like I've been 
I've been wanting to do more of it. If I, well, if I'm sure I will go back to the um, Arthur Finley College, but when I do, well, I think we should go. Together, I know, I know. Um, when the time's right. But I would like to do a trans course there, I think, because mm-hmm. it's just really appealing to me. And I get so far with it and then I kind of like back away and it's like I get I get busy and sidetracked and I think like to do to be immersed in it, it would be really, really good. Yeah. It's almost like if you had like a trance circle, like mm-hmm. if you had a group of mm-hmm. I don't know. I that used you to all go to. Mm-hmm. I used to. Like years ago, uh, we did it for a while. Like, I don't know if it was maybe a year or so, but it was small. It was only like four or five of us. And it was students from one of my um, first development circles that were interested in it. And we were sitting for trans, but we were also getting some physical mediumship wow, happening, like some so stuff cool. that we all could see. Yeah. Um, and some overshadowing on the faces mm-hmm. and all that, which is so cool. So that might be something too that maybe we could maybe we could mm-hmm. do. That'd be so fun. I think so. You know, like to to have that. And it reminds me, to me, it just feels like such a what's the word? Like a way to honor the pioneers of mediumship mm-hmm. like a way yeah. to really connect with that like the getting down to the fact that that's what they used to do is sit in the dark yeah and sit for trance together mm-hmm. and it wasn't like so complicated yeah and from what i've heard from spirit and also the things that i've read and, and all of that they always talk about the fact that some of the circles they would sit for a year or two or five years and like there wouldn't be like anything that big that happened. It was like yeah. very subtle. Yeah. Um, the patience the, you would yeah. have to have. And the discipline and the yeah. dedication. That's super like that speaks to me. Like there's something about that I feel really connected to. Mm-hmm. So I would love to, yeah, to do that and then maybe bring that, you know, for other people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean it's yeah, all good ideas. I think maybe for the fall that would be cool. That would be so cool. Yes. Yeah, so we just have to get the right location, the right place. Mm-hmm. We couldn't do it at my place because of Avery and her. Um, she does random screams, like when she's talking to her friends on the yeah. phone. Sometimes that might break the, <laughs> might break the, the silence. The energy. Of, it's a bit or startling. That. It's a bit startling. Good thing she never listens because otherwise she'd be so embarrassed yeah. if she knew I said that. Um, but I mean, it's hilarious. Like when, no, it, it, when it happens, it's so funny, but I just don't think it'd be good for trans. Yeah. Um, oh, poor Avery. Um, so yeah. So, okay. So any, any last um, bits you want to share? I don't, I don't think so. I think that's like me in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. I guess, okay. So far. And then tell us where people can find you. So I have Instagram and Facebook. Um, they're both media mystically me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of a mouthful. Um, and then my website is mediamysticallyme.com. And my address or my address, my email address is mediamysticallyme at gmail.com. Perfect. Okay. I'll put those in the show notes. Thank you. And then um, for those of you that um, are emailing me or sending me messages in the social media, oftentimes it will be Beth that uh, responds to you because she's looking after a lot of that for me. Mm -hmm. So um, she'll always say it's Beth. So it's not to worry. It's not like (laughs) she's not going to trick you. Um, But um, that's been so helpful too. Like so helpful to have that support. So I, yeah, I super appreciate all of that it's been fun doing that for you too yeah it's great it's good to be able to help each other mm-hmm. um and I think that's what it's about you know like really like when I think about it I'm like okay so 
the the classes and the the mentorship and all this stuff everything that I've you know that I've shared I know that like then there's going to be people that you're going to share that with and it's mm-hmm. just going to go on and on so yeah. it's like it's I think that's that's such a cool thing to know so good okay well I will leave us there for anyone who is interested the exceptional medium is starting again there'll be a brand new round of exceptional medium starting in September and that registration is open right now and so you can apply there's an application and then once you apply you'll get an email with information about next steps and all that stuff Um, but it is it is an amazing opportunity that I feel like there's I know there's people who listen specifically to the podcast that are on the fence like they really want to explore their mediumship but they're just like sometimes hold back or they're scared that they might not be able to or they're not good enough or whatever all these things um if that's you do feel free to email me and we can chat because i do think that it's never an interest or an intrigue for you for no reason there's always a purpose to that and i'm so glad that i followed it when i did and i know that yeah you're glad that you you trusted it and followed it can't imagine life any other way honestly at this point oh my god so yeah so I'll, i'll leave it at that but thank you for coming and for sharing this time with us and um i'll just leave you listeners with um this idea that spirit always does find a way So whatever it is that you're going through, struggling with um, at the moment to know that spirit, like, please do trust that they are with you and know that they will find a way. And then also if things are great and things are amazing, know that spirit's with you and celebrating that with you too. So have a wonderful rest of your day or evening, wherever you are, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or feel free to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa White Medium or on Facebook, Psychic Medium Melissa White. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.